to Equivalent Exchange, the podcast about Full Malakos by Hiromu Aokawa. I'm Kayla. I'm Ellen. And yes, yeah, it's our first episode of our new series. Yeah. Talking about Full Malakos this time. Yeah. Keeping with the uh, early 2000s theme. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just speaks to when we were really like into... <laughs> when we were weebs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Put it politely, yes. <laughs> So it's going to be slightly different than the Fruits Basket one, um, because you haven't read all the Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> that's, that's correct. <laughs> yes, if you're listening to this and you didn't listen to our previous podcast, Kayla and I hosted a podcast about Fruits Basket called Let's Stay Together, and we would have a spoilery discussion because we'd both read it before. <laughs> but now, because I'm a baby, we won't be doing that. Yeah. But we'll keep track for later. Yep. <laughs> all right, so instead we're going to go with the you know summary slash recap and then just into general discussion, I guess. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's get started. So in case you weren't sure what you're getting into, Film Alchemist starts with a little uh, good old-fashioned child dismemberment. <laughs> <laughs> Light flashes from an un- unseen source in a dark room. A boy drags himself over to a strange chalk pattern drawn on the floor, bleeding heavily from the severed stump of his left leg. Al, Alphonse, he shouts. Damn, damn, it wasn't supposed to be like this. He's gone. Teachings that do not speak of pain have no meaning, the narration says, because humankind cannot gain anything without first giving something in return. Later down in the church, Rosa enters to find Ed and Al hanging out by the altar. She eagerly asks if they're going to join the Church of Lido, telling them how wonderful it is to believe in God and live each day with hope and gratitude. And if Ed has faith, he'll definitely grow taller. (laughs) (laughs) After Al holds him back, Ed sits down in one of the pews and asks if Rosa really believes the dead will come back to life if she prays. Yes, she says, I do. Ed sighs and digs a small notebook out of his pocket. Water, 35 liters. Carbon, 20 kilograms. Ammonia, 4 liters. Lime, 1.5 kilograms. Phosphorus, 80 grams. Sodium, 250 grams. Potassium nitrate, 100 grams. Sulfur, 80 grams. Fluoride, 7.5 grams. Iron, 5 grams. Silicone, 3 grams. And 15 other elements in small quantities. That's the total chemical makeup of the average adult body. Modern science knows all of this, but there has never been a single successful human transmutation. It's like there's some missing ingredient. He says scientists have been trying to figure it out for years, but he still thinks it's better than sitting around and praying. He adds that all those ingredients he listed can be bought at any market with a child's allowance. Humans are pretty cheaply made. <laughs> this offends Rose, who tells him God will punish him for saying things like that, but Ed just laughs and says that alchemists don't believe in unprovable concepts like God. But ironically, in the way they pursue the concepts of creation and the truths of the world, they're kind of the closest things to him. Look at them, Rosé. They dared to do the one thing forbidden to alchemists, the unspeakable crime of human transmutation. They committed the worst possible sin. Rosé remembers Ed's words. He made wings out of wax so he could fly, but when he got too close to the sun, the wax melted and he crashed to the ground. Cornelis shakes in rage, and the strange man asks the woman, calling her lust, if he can eat him. No, Gluttony, you'd get a stomach ache if you ate the likes of him. Cornell snaps at being so mocked and lunges forward, but not very far. Lust's fingernails extend suddenly into long, sharp lances, and one pierces clean through Cornell's skull. You are no longer of any use, she says. Lust laments that things have been going so well, and that father will be furious. As she wonders aloud what their next plan should be, Gluttony picks up Cornell's body. He grins widely, letting his large, dripping tongue, which bears the same tattoo as Lust, hang out. The ripping and snacking sound effects give us a nice mental image, and Lust says, Hey, I thought I told you not to eat that. That's the end of chapter two. <laughs> so we started off this series with not only child dismemberment, but cannibalism, question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and like a cult. I love it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. All right. So yeah. Full Malachimist. Yep. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. 
A little comedy, a little gore, <laughs> a little tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I didn't notice until I read this through this time is that... So, like, so they were just studying alchemy to bring their mother back? Like, they weren't generally interested in it before? I mean, if it's not too spoilery to think, say. Um, I think it's not too spoilery to say. I think that what mostly what he's saying is that to see their mother smile is why they were studying alchemy. Yeah. So. That's also interesting. That's not really about, like... Yeah, it's not about, like creating something that's mm -hmm. about like seeing their mother again yeah which is implied that they failed to do mm -hmm. yeah i think it's kind of an interesting contrast to like like when they're talking about the philosopher's stone you know cornelis like like what do you want honor money glory yeah because like, that's the kind of things he wants and is getting gaining from using alchemy but very different goal from what ed and Al have yeah so i guess we get <laughs> two different sort of like motivations for using alchemy that are explored in these chapters so you get Ed and Al saying that they wanted to see their mother again as young, young children, like way too young, as yeah. you described, <laughs> after they lost their mother. And then um, with Father Cornello, he wants followers so that he can take over. And he thinks that Ed and Al are there from the government or that Ed's there from the government. Like he thinks that the government knows what he's up to, mm -hmm. but really they're just there because they're looking for the Philosopher's Stone. They're not like there on a government errand as he originally thinks. Yeah. So yeah, we're like introduced to kind of the concept of alchemy and how it works, which is obviously the basis of the series called Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and the concept of equivalent exchange and the idea of human transmutation are all important kind of lore level stuff that's introduced in these chapters. Yeah. Made a deal. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an interesting concept, though. Like, mm -hmm. does that mean your body is worth as much as a soul? I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting yeah. idea in and of itself, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting concept combined with the uh, concept of equivalent exchange. Yeah, that's true. For transmutation. Mm -hmm. so it's like one arm equals a soul, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also this, like, idea that people can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. That's also kind of what's implied by the failed human transmutation of their mother, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, what Al says is it wasn't human when he's talking about what was like created in their attempted transmutation human transmutation yeah and yeah we also get a bit of the concept of a state alchemist which right. seems to be associated with the government or the military somehow yeah i forget exactly what cornello says but he's like oh you're with the government or whatever mm -hmm. it's, al it's also like a concept that everyone in the world is familiar with like someone who's recognized yeah. by the state as an alchemist mm -hmm. and he also has like the nickname yeah. his nickname is the full mm -hmm. alchemist yeah, and he's, like, famous, at least somewhat famous by that name. So. Right. Not the suit of armor brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to make that arm transmuting partially with a gun, like, be really visceral so that it doesn't just... Mm -hmm. It Like, it, it makes the magic of alchemy more real. Yeah, I think, uh, I think these first chapters do a good job of, like, establishing the magic system and, like, showing, like, how it works and how it goes wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, the risks involved. Yeah, that's true. Ed and Al explain, like, the core concept of alchemy in these chapters. Mm -hmm. So it seems like the sort of, the, like, core concept of alchemy is that you can only transmute what's already there. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it seems like there are definite risks that we've seen. <laughs> up to and including death, I guess, if done improperly. <laughs> yeah. 
or like loss of your physical body, I guess, if that's what you count as death. Yeah, well, it makes it seem like uh, it would have been death if Ed hadn't also sacrificed his arm to get the soul back. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, joining us for our thank you. Yes, first episode of our new podcast. I uh, hope you'll stick around. Uh, next episode, we'll be reading chapters three and four. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. Listen. <laughs> it's a good series. Listen, yeah. you should all be excited. Everyone should be excited. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.